What's good, you guys? It's your girl, Bianca Marie. And you are about to listen to the conclusion of Do You Kneel? So do you feel that, like, the military changes you in a way? Like, your personality, your mental, and all that? I don't think perhaps the military changed me. Um, I think the military definitely gave me another persona. Mm. Like, to my family member, when they see me, because I'm the last born, mm-hmm. I have a lot of nephews. Like, for example, I'm 25. My oldest nephew's 10. Mm-hmm. So when I go over there, I'm always playing around. I'm the aunt mm-hmm. that makes the noise that my mom have to kick me out and be like, I like how you go home. <laughs> You're making too much noise. Right, I right. can't sleep. Oh, sweaty there. Go outside. Go play. Right. I'm the aunt. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm around people, like new people that I meet, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you know, she's like so strong and this and that. And then when I'm around my military family members, I'm just strong. I don't get to be weak at all. I really don't. I'm just strong. Because, like I said, the last thing you want is for me to be standing next to someone in line and for them not to feel like I have their back because I'm mentally weak. Or at the moment, I cannot deal with that. So when I tell you, when you go to basic training, they break you down of your values. They break you down of everything you know. Whether it could be useful of the, for for the military or not, they break you down and build you back up. Like for example, let's take let's take the soldier's creed. Before you go, literally, you have to say the soldier's creed every day. I went to basic training for six months. The soldier's creed in the morning. The soldier's creed for lunch. The soldier's creed before you go to bed. As a matter of fact. When you go to your bay where we were saying, uh, staying at, I had 80 females in a big old room. Mm-hmm. We have to stand next to your bed at full attention and then saying the soldier's creed. And then before you go to bed, you have to say the soldier's creed again. So basically, you're living the soldier's creed over and over and over and over. And they want you to say that continuously. Until you believe that you are the soldier's creed. Literally, the soldier's creed said... I am an American soldier. I'm a warrior and a member of a team. I cannot be a member of a team if I'm weak. I serve the people of the United States and leave the army values. The army values is like leadership, Mm -hmm. loyalty. The whole acronym is leadership, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. That's leadership for you. And then it says, I will always place the mission first. You don't get to pick you. You don't get to pick your mental health. Mm. You don't get to pick whether you want to be black at the moment. The mission first. If the mission is for me to go at the state house and wait for a riot, I'm going to be out there. I cannot leave the mission until the mission is done. Until they say, hey, the mission is done. Whether it's you know, good come out of it or bad come out of it, the mission come first. The mission come before my family. Mm-hmm. Hence why, when the whole riot was happening, I called my mom and I said, hey, mom, um, can you call my brothers and sister and have them bring my nephews around? Because they told us we were on a four-hour hold. Mm-hmm. 
That means within four hours, they'll call us in. So you have four hours, go pick up some snacks because you don't know how long you're going to be on the road for. Right. Already had my backpack. Mm-hmm. So I told my mom, I'm going to go from Cranston to Attleboro, which is like what? A 20 minute drive? Yeah. I want to play around with my nephews so I can remove the stress that I'm feeling. Literally, I went upstairs, from upstairs, bring my bag full of snack downstairs, bring sleeping bag because I didn't know where I was going to sleep that night. And then I came up to double check, I have everything. And then they call me. They say, you need to come in now. Yo, I'm not gonna lie to you. I had the worst day, my, mentally speaking, I was crying. I called my mom and I said, hey, I'm not gonna be able to come, forget it. And she was like, what was happening? What's happening? I said, they called me in, I have to go in now. And both my mom and I was crying over the phone. Because you always place the mission first. <laughs> you don't get to say, hey, I already had plan with my families. The mission come first. And then if we look down further, it says, I will never accept defeat. I'll never quit. I'll never leave a fallen comrade. I am disciplined, physically, mentally tough. Trained and proficient in my warrior's tasks and drills. Literally right there, I say, mentally tough. When you wear that uniform, you don't get to be, to be mentally weak. That's not part of your soldier's creed. You're mentally tough. You never quit. You'll never accept defeat. And then if we look down, it says, I will always maintain my arms, my equipment, and myself. I am an expert and I am a professional. They trick you into believing that you're a whole professional right there. And something that you've been doing for six months when you've been you for 20-something years. And then it goes out, I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. The enemies is not just people from North Korea. It's not just people from whatever outside of the United States. The enemy is anyone that's doing something against, against the Constitution. There's always an enemy during any mission that you do. And you're not the enemy. So whoever you have to face is the enemy at the moment. And then it says, I am a guardian of freedom in the American life. I am an American soldier. Like, when you say this thing over and over and over and over for six months, three, four times a day, mm-hmm. you begin to actually believe that you are that. So when I wear that uniform... I'm not going to lie to you. My walk changed. The way I talk changed. Sometimes I don't even smile in the uniform because I'm physically and mentally tough. Soldiers not supposed to even be smiling in in uniform. Mm -hmm. That's why when you see a lot of promotions, you see soldiers kissing their spouse. As a matter of fact, it's not even supposed to happen while you're in uniform. Some people do it, Mm -hmm. but to show you. They expect you to be tough. They expect you to do all this and that. So I believe I have like three personalities, to be honest with you. I have my soldiers' personalities. I have the personalities my, my parents, my close friends see, and the personalities of both of them coming together. When someone meet me and they say, hey, tell me about yourself. The first thing that come out of my mouth is not that I'm a soldier, to be honest with you. I'm trying to refrain from that. 
because I'm more than a soldier. I'm a human being. <laughs> I am a I'm an auntie. I'm a social worker. I'm a sociologist. I'm I'm like caring. I'm I'm like all of this. I'm hardworking. And at times I tend to be weak. At times I get stressed. I panic. I overthink things. But that's what makes me a woman. Because mm -hmm. we overthink everything. Right, we're, we're emotional creatures. <laughs> but I'm more than a soldier. Like, like majority of the time when I go to a store, I don't even go to the cashier and say, hey, do you have a military discount? Mm -hmm. Before asking that, I just look it up. Mm -hmm. If they have military discount, I'm like, I'm buying a lot. Is it okay if I apply my military discount? Mm -hmm. Just because I'm trying to avoid that whole can of worm. Oh, you've been in the military. How long? Is it great? Because the minute you find out I'm in the military, I have to change my personality and be like, yes, it's great. Yeah. Everything's fine. While my head is being twisted behind my back. I'm like, it's great. Yes, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. It's amazing. A lot of opportunity. Wow. Yes, the military. Mm -hmm. That's why I avoid telling people, hey, I'm in the military. I have war showing my military card because I'm not trying to lie to people and be like, I'm okay because I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> That's one thing I don't want you to do. Like, you don't, you don't have to. My thing is, you don't have to lie to me and tell me that you, you okay because I can tell. I can see it in your body, your body language, the way you talk. You know what I'm saying? Me knowing you for so many years that I've known you, I can tell that it's changed you and it concerns me and it, and it's all it's honestly scaring me it's the same thing with the teapot she changed she don't want to say nothing obviously but it's changed her too and it worries me because it's like i pray for y'all every day due to the fact that you guys are in the military but obviously, some people who recruit others saying, yeah, you know, military's good. Military will do this, that, and the third, X, Y, Z, save you, da, 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 da. Listen, you have to have the right headspace to mm -hmm. go into the military mm -hmm. and really be like, yeah, I would love to go into the military and start shooting people for fun. Someone said that to me. Let me tell you, when I went to BLC... Basic leadership course to become a sergeant. Mm -hmm. uh, while I was there, there was this gentleman. He's actually 24. One year younger than me. Mm -hmm. While we were there, we were talking about where where we've been. Because we were wearing the, the dress blues. Mm -hmm. And if you've been deployed, you have all this. You know, your uniform is a little bit different. Right. Everyone's uniform is different. Yeah. Unless when you just came from basic training, everyone have the same thing. Mm -hmm. But everyone uniform being different based on your experience, your achievements, and everything. While we were there, we were talking about trauma or something. We were talking about something in class. I don't remember the topic. And this man said, I've been deployed to Afghanistan, and my wife don't know what I go through. Till to this day... She don't know that the place that I was staying at was bombed. She find out through third party from other wives group, military wife group, mm -hmm. 
that I could have died. She called me and I said, I'm okay. That's the first thing that came out of my mouth. But what she don't know is I'm 24 and I have killed 10 people. And he have them on video. And he literally carry it as a trophy, like something that he's proud of. And I was like, yeah, I killed 10 people. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you really got it bad. And he's like, what? I'm af- he, yeah, he's like, I'm afraid that if my wife find out what I have done in the military, she will leave me. Hmm. Hence why I'm getting out. If a little bit of a riot, let's say the riot was like, what, two weeks Let's call it a month. The riot happened. And I'm dealing with the little bit of trauma that I have. Imagine people who's been deployed. They they have it worse. They have it a lot worse than I have. One of my sergeant, he he will tell you, don't get behind me. Because when people walk up behind me, I see things. So you have to walk in front of him and he's telling you I'm okay I'm okay like how are you proud about killing 10 people I don't care whatever the circumstance is even if you had to even if it was your life over their life mm-hmm. that's not something that I would walk around and be like yeah I've killed 10 people you want to see the video like what what that was a lady Actually, at the test site where I'm working at, she came and she was telling me, <laughs> she pulled up. She was like, the military's bad, blah, 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 get out. I can't believe they have you guys standing out here. My daughter was in the military. She was six, seven months pregnant, and they had her do missions on COVID. They wouldn't excuse her. They forced her to do mission on COVID and this and that. And I had the same anger that she had, mm-hmm. but I was wearing the uniform. And I was like, ma'am, but there are so much, so many opportunities. <laughs> I was like, ma'am, but you know, while we're here, some of us, we don't have a good job. This is allowing us to get money that we wouldn't get at our job. I'm trying to, you know. Promote it. I'm trying to change her mind to see the good in the military. Because she, was, she yeah. was so angry about it. And then, you good? <laughs> and then she said, I have a friend. Who went to, I don't remember if she said Iraq or Afghanistan. Mm. And she said, my friend, while she was there, there was a kid that was wearing a bodysuit that mm. looked like a bomb. And the kid looked about three years old. Oy. Or maybe she was wearing something. Yeah, they weren't sure what it was under her shirt mm-hmm. or his shirt. I don't remember. And they ordered this woman to kill the kid. And she had no option but to kill the kid because it was either, hey, let me kill this kid or the kid could have possibly killed us. After they killed the kid, they realized he didn't have anything. Nothing. And every time this woman go to sleep, she see that kid. She sees that boy. Mm-hmm. Every time she see that boy that she killed for no reason. Because it's regret. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> the military forced you to put this whole new persona that you are strong. The military, you are a puppet. I am okay. I'm strong. <laughs> Everything's fine. 
it's amazing. <laughs> you see all this opportunity. As a matter of fact, I'm grateful that they let me be part of this organization that's slowly killing me. Mm-hmm. Whether it's killing me physically. Mentally. Or mentally. Emotional. It's killing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just a reality. And unless we have a talk like that, we sit down. Or I tell you what I'm going through. No one would ever imagine what a soldier goes through. No one. We have to let you in. And that's not something that can be forced. So that's one of the reasons why I'm telling you. Reach out to whatever person you know that's in the military and be like, hey, let's hang out. Because throughout hanging out, you can begin to ask questions. Hey, how's the military? Because you have to realize that's something that we have to defend. We have to defend the military. We have to defend the United States property. And they don't think of you as a soldier. You are United States property. What does that sound like to you? Mm, that sounds like slavery. Slavery. Ah, that's the military for you. Honestly, like, I, bro, I congratulate you for being this open about your experience. Because not much people will actually say that, you know, the military is bad in their experience. You know, some people will be like, yo, the military got you like that. The military's this, that, hoo-ha, hoo you know what I'm saying? Because I, I remember when I wanted to, wanted to go into the Navy, you know what I'm saying? I, th- I don't know if you remember that or not. But, like, I remember that I wanted to go into the Navy. And mm-hmm. when I wanted to go into the Navy, I was just like, you know what? I just want to go into the Navy to travel. <laughs> I, would, I, would <laughs> I wasn't thinking of anything else, okay? I wasn't thinking of none of this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... Personally, I feel like if I were to go into the Navy and I had to experience what you experienced, bro, I would have died. Like, I would have committed suicide, wrote a whole note, tapes, <laughs> give them to you and tell, and tell you, yo, give everybody they tape because this ain't it for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, personally, I I can honestly say that like, I'm proud to have you as my family and claim you and be like, yo, sh- my fam is a soldier. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I can't, I can't personally say, I know what you're going through. I, I understand it or whatever. The thing. I, I've dealt with the exact same thing. No, because I, I, I haven't. I was, I was scared to go to the protest. The way that everybody was getting clocked in the side of the head. Or, like, people getting run over by police cars. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, like, that that was the shit that scared the fuck out of me. Like, I was just like, I'll stay my black ass home. You know what I mean? Like, Black Lives Matter from a distance, you know? You did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? To be honest with you, you did the right thing. You know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> when when everything like that was happening, I was like, yo, I wonder what family's going through, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many people that don't understand what the cops are going through, what you guys go through. And it's sad. I would I would have loved to go to take pictures, but my me and my camera we'd be taking the fuck out and I wouldn't want that. That mm-hmm. not, that camera was expensive, okay? But bro, like I really congratulate you for like really opening up 
and letting people know like yo this is this happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) yo (laughs) let me not even start like even though um i try to open up with um social work in the military and tell them hey this is what i experienced Mm -hmm. i think it's important to also open up to other people who's listening to this and tell them what i experienced what i felt so the next time there's a black life matter going on Mm -hmm. That they take into account that, hey, there's a black soldier here. Let me watch out for her. Even if you cannot control everyone around you, mm-hmm. be like, hey, there's a black soldier over here. Let me keep my eyes on her just to make sure that she's good. Right. Because at the end of the day, I was up there. I was holding my vest by the neck and I was shaking. Because that's scary. I've never held a weapon before until I joined the military. I've never hurt anyone. I've never gotten to any fight. Still to this day, maybe the only fight I've gotten to is, is with my siblings. Mm-hmm. So I've never had to protect myself from anything because I just avoid them. Right. And then now I'm standing at this step, not just protecting myself, protecting citizens, protecting people who are rioting, but also protecting soldiers around me. And it's like, that's a lot. That's really a lot. And even went to the extent. Now, I'm not saying the military is bad all the way. To be honest, it's not. They have a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to soldiers, because the military have a little bit of percentage of minorities, mm-hmm. that everything that they have is kind of like what, based on white people. Even White privilege. Basically, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Now, they just open regulation for Black people, hair regulation. Just now, this year, they have hair regulation that includes black people. Hmm. But before then, I had to put my afro in a bun and then do a little, what the thing, the donut thing? The, the, um, the, like the little bun thing. Yeah, the bun mm-hmm. thing. And you have to do that. If I go to training for 10 days, mm-hmm. I have to do that 10 days in a row. And you and I both know that our 4C hair cannot tolerate that. Okay. Nope. <laughs> and then before then, the haircut regulation was, I cannot do my side a zero. Mm-hmm. I have to keep the top high and the side above. Faded. A little bit, yeah. You cannot do no mark. And now they finally have regulation for black people. 2021, that's when they finally included black people into this whole talk. And military, and black people have been in the military for years. Exactly. Exactly. And now... I'm hoping that they can go, you know, they can also include to that whole regulation. Because for someone like me, if I do my hat and weight, mm-hmm. I do not pass because I'm overweight. And they have this thing where they tape you. They tape your neck for females. They tape your waist. And then they tape your hips. Mm-hmm. And based on that, it will tell them whether you're fat or not. How is that fair from Hispanic and black and female? Black yeah. Who have who are basically very curvy, right? So for someone like me, they would tell me straight up, I'm fat because my hips is a 44 and my neck is a 13. So basically, I have to drop down and bring my hips to like a 40. How do you do that? You you can't exactly. You can't. So when you when you're you don't pass your height and weight, you're a flag. They don't put you on promotion. 
and you just stay in the same position and you cannot make any difference. So therefore, a lot of the white men and women are progressing, you know, because they can pass height and weight. They can pass the taping. While black and Latino or any, you know, minorities with, you know, wider hips Mm -hmm. are just staying behind because they cannot pass that same regulation that is based on white people. So while this whole thing was happening, before I even started, to be honest with you, the chaplain came to the site where we were working because we were working at a hotel. Mm. We were on a hotel mission and all that. The chaplain came to the room where I was sitting at and he said, hey, who in here is a police officer? And we said straight up to him, hey, all the police officers are downstairs monitoring the building you know, watching computers, doing radio crap, you know. Mm-hmm. So they are downstairs. And right. we were like, hey, sir, do you want me to show you where it's at? And he's like, no, no, I get it. Um, I just want to let you guys know, uh, be strong and be there for this police officer because it must be a really hard time to be a police officer. And he walked out. And I'm like, hello? Do you realize this whole blackness in the room? What we're not going to do is for you to <laughs> acknowledge the officers, and not also acknowledge the black people in the whole army, even though it was like literally three of us. Right. You have to also say, it must be hard to be black. It must be hard to be an officer and be black. And it must be even harder for you to be both. Even though I'm just a military police, I'm still an officer. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm both. Hello? You're going to acknowledge me? Until to this day, he never said sorry. Till to this day. Because he knew what he said. He never said anything. And I just avoid talking to him, to be honest with you. I brought it to the commander. I said, hey, how do you expect us to go out there and do our job when our unit is just ignoring that we are affected by it? Even though nothing was happening around the time. Mm -hmm. How are we going to go out there and hold on to this weapon? And if people start to loot... We are arresting people mm-hmm. when you're not showing support if something were to happen to me, that you have my back. And after I had that conversation, me and the other black lady, she's a sergeant too. We had that conversation with the commander and the first sergeant. They had a conversation with the leaders. And from that time on, everyone was asking me, are you okay? Are you okay? Why does it have to take a conversation for you to ask me if I'm okay? Why? You would think that's common sense. Mm -hmm. But no, common sense doesn't resign in the military. I'm serious. That's a saying I say every day. If it makes sense, it's not for the military. Mm -hmm. So they started asking us, are you okay? Do you want to go out there? Do you want to stay behind and this and that? And I chose to go out there. Because the last thing I want is while everyone was rioting, when everyone was protesting, no black people. Then they would have been like, hey, we were right. There's only white people there, even though it was only three of us. In total. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be there for them to say, hey, there's one. And I wanted to stay in to make that difference. I still, no, actually, let me not lie and take and say, I still think I'm <laughs> saying it because I'm counting down my 12 months to right. get out. 
But yeah, it took that. It took that much. It took that much racial things in the military. To be honest with you, even when they posted my picture talking about oh, the military is about diversity, I have that picture. I need to read quote unquote what they said. The picture literally said, and I'm looking for it. I had it, and somehow it's it went out. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> the military is like they're talking about me too much mm. the picture said we are an organization whose strength comes from diversity of its own member in the community it serves persevering peace order and public safety is paramount protecting the people of our state and nation is responsibilities we take we do not take lightly our member leave and raise family across the state and we are here to support our community for as long as needed. During time of uncertainty, we must reflect on our values, who we are, and remember what it is we are called to do. While they posted that picture, no one ever asked me if I was okay. No one ever asked me if I was okay with them posting my picture. Mm-hmm. And when I brought it up to one of the sergeants and I was like, hey, I feel like you guys are making me a target. Because now black people are going to see that. Mm-hmm. They're going to be angry because yeah, I'm on the other people. side. Right. And someone opened their mouth and said, hey, you, you are U.S. <laughs> Army property. So they can do whatever they want with your picture. You do not need <laughs> to authorize them to take your picture. And I say, well, I'm not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And nothing was done. Not until the conversation I had with the first sergeant and the commander and I brought it to their attention. Hey, no one is asking us. I don't feel like you guys have my back while I'm out there. That's when the commander asked me, hey, do you want me to call them and have them remove the picture? At the time, the picture already had a thousand views, a thousand like. What would it look like to erase the only black person at the time you had on your page? Hmm. It would look like you are removing the message you're sending, right? Mm-hmm. So now I had no option but to leave my picture there, which led to me being followed everywhere I go with the uniform, going to work, coming back home. And not only, I live literally seven minutes away from my job, from the post where I work at in right. the military. When I'm leaving home, I'm getting on the highway, acting like I'm going to Massachusetts just so I can get home safe. Do you feel like that photo is what led to everything that led to basically you being paranoid and having PTSD? I don't know if it led to it, but I definitely know it contributed to, to, <laughs> to what was happening. I, I, feel, I agree. I feel to that. I agree, personally. Because if... Because it's like... Because when I was living in Brockton, there was this kid that was telling me that um, he... He wore blue one day. Mm. Now, you know, like, back then, like, in 2006, 2007, 2007 2006, mm-hmm. that was back... You couldn't you couldn't wear mm-hmm. blue or red in public. The whole crib. Yep. hmm And one day, he was wearing blue or whatever, and he saw the bloods across the street. They really assumed that he was a crip mm-hmm. because of the fact that he was wearing blue. And all he was doing was just walking home, minding his business. Mm-mm. 
he wasn't a part of no gang, none of that. They looked they took one look at him and chased him. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's literally what's happening here. You know? They put your picture up and they made you They made me a target. They made you a target. <laughs> they and they did. and they knew that there are people out there who are angry at y'all. And y'all didn't do anything. That's the sad part about it. Is that the military officers <laughs> didn't do shit. It's the it's the police officers that are, you know, patro- patrolling the city, state troopers patrolling the city, pulling people over for fun, mm-hmm. all that type shit. It's not even the military that's doing it. Mm-hmm. But y'all are becoming a target. Like, and that was another thing too. Because like, I remember... I forget who I spoke to when I wanted to join the Navy. Someone said, you're going to be signing your entire life to them. Mm-hmm. Once a Navy, always a Navy. Exactly. And once you wear that uniform, everybody's going to look at you differently. <laughs> and I was just like, I didn't understand that. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Why, why would people look at me differently because I'm wearing a uniform? Now I understand. It's not just that. With the military, the military is so big into the whole constitution. It's we upload the constitution. Mm-hmm. We do right by the constitution. First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, and more. Mm. But freedom of speech is limited when you're in the military. When Black Lives Matter was happening... I supported the movement. I supported that whole blackout thing. Mm-hmm. But till to this day, I cannot even open my mouth and say, hey, this is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. This is what I support or not. Because the military is in a whole inf- uh, uniform. So if the head is doing one thing, the tail also have to do some- the same thing. Right, you have to follow. So therefore, we couldn't say anything. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't even go to the whole riot, even if we wanted to, because we are in the military and you represent the military, whether you're wearing the uniform or not, you represent the military. So hence why I'm doing this interview, as my name is Fam, Mm -hmm. because I'm not speaking for the military here. I'm telling you my experience so far while being in the military Mm -hmm. and my experience will not be taken away from me because whether they like it or not, if we're going to uphold this whole constitution, I, st- I still have my freedom of speech. I still have my freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. And I'm expressing myself right now. So that's why they told you, hey, if you join the military, you sign up your whole life. Remember what happened to that military lady while she went to the... Um, the Washington, D.C., when they were looting and things like that, they shot her. They shot her? She was a veteran. Oh, wow. And you know what the military said? Mm-hmm. She had no business being there. When that whole Trump thing was happening, the Trump, when they went to the, I don't know, the, the state house. I don't know if it was a state house. Somewhere down. Somewhere down there, yeah. In Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. They shot her as she was climbing inside the room with the re- uh, the senates and the representative. She died, and they said she had no business being there, even though she was a veteran. She served and got out. Mm. 
she still didn't have the freedom to express herself. That's crazy. So if that happened to a white woman, imagine what would happen to you and I. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they shot her. And the military still says she had no business being there. You were in the military. You know your rights. You know that, hey, you have freedom of speech, but to a limit. Every time you open your mouth, whether you're in the military, you have to say, hey, I do not speak for the military. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking for myself. Your experience. So I'm saying now, I'm not speaking for the military. I'm speaking for myself, my experience, and that's all it is. That's a lot. So overall, how how are you feeling mentally? Like how how are you feeling mentally? Overall, I'm feeling. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm I'm really feeling paranoid. <laughs> I'm really feeling paranoid. Hence why I don't really go out. Um, when I do go out, if I were to walk the side way, it's the sidewalk. And I see a shadow behind me. Mm. I'm counting the steps to hear how fast the person is walking behind me. I'm checking over my shoulder. Or I will stop and let the person pass in front of me before I start walking again. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I was like that before this little incident happened. Because I, I was just never like that. Overall... <laughs> Um, I feel like it's an experience, you know, I joined the military for a reason and the reason happened, but I kind of wish I never did. <laughs> I really feel like I wasted my time. I didn't make any difference. I was just there because I had to. As a black woman, what, how do you feel about the military overall? <laughs> I feel <laughs> as a black woman. I feel like the military is probably the most discriminated discriminated um, agency someone could get in as a black woman, to be honest with you. Hence why when a lot of fr- my friends from high school call me and they say, hey, I want to join the military. Tell me, is it good? Is it this and that? Mm-hmm. Like I said, it has a lot of... Um, privilege it has a lot of um benefits but at the end of the day it's not worth my peace (laughs) as a black woman to be honest with you you're gonna experience a lot of things in the military coming from discrimination coming from them not ranking you not because you're not eligible not because you're not eligible Mm -hmm. but because you're a woman and i'm not just saying that um as a black woman in the military, I'm saying that as a woman in general. Mm-hmm. In the military, if you see a woman rank up and they're ranking up fast, mm-hmm. that means they're doing one or two things. They're sleeping around or they're blackmailing someone. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's the military, to be honest with you. Hence why it took me so long. It took me five years in the military to make it into sergeant. And I came in with rank. Mm. 
It should have took me three years. And it, it took, took me five years. And they only gave me that position because they didn't want someone else that they didn't like into the position. So it's more so favoritism in a way. Very much favoritism, to be honest with you. Because that girl, she was sleeping around with higher up so much that she had so much to blackmail them. So when it came for them to promote her as a sergeant or me, so they have a whole promotion list. Mm-hmm. The promotion list is calculated based on your shooting, your PT test, which is the physical, the running, the push-up, the sit-up scrap. They, they calculate it based on your college degrees mm-hmm. and your military schools. So if you do any military school like I did suicide training, they'll give you some points. For me, I also did second language tests, and that gives you extra points. So I was literally number six, and she was number seven. Mm -hmm. So they had a spot open. She went to school already. Mm -hmm. I did not. They said, hey, do you want that spot? And I was debating. I'm like, I'm getting out in less than two years. I really don't care. I already made faith. (laughs) I already made peace with where I was at. Right. That I was never going to get sergeant. And they begged me. They said, hey, if you get it, this girl have to go somewhere else. She have to accept her position outside of the unit. So you basically will kick her out of the unit. And I accepted. Mm -hmm. And not just because, you know, the whole, me and her, we had beef. Uh, Just because she's rude. She, you know, we had our own differences. So I decided to sign up and do this. If that never happened, I would have came out of the military one rank higher than when I came in. It should have taken me literally three years, maybe four. It took me five years. Because of the fact that this girl had a lot. Not just a girl, to be honest. I've seen a lot of guys rank up. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't dip. And if you don't do that in the military, it's like a cult. A cult. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what the military is. If you do not fit the description of what the leader is doing, they do not know you. So a lot of the people who's ranking up, guys for guys... All they're doing is drinking with them, mm-hmm. smoking, dipping, and that's all it takes for them. For a female, unless you're drinking with them, smoking, some female dip, but very few. Mm-hmm. Or sleeping around or blackmailing someone, you're not ranking up. Soldiers who came after me from basic training, they made it to sergeant before me. Wow. And some of them couldn't even pass their physical tests. But I did. It took me five years. So, so yeah, the military is the largest cult. Cult. Mm-hmm. You can <laughs> the largest one that people definitely um, disregard. They say, "Oh, it's the army, it's the navy, it's the air force, it's mm-hmm. the space force, it's the marines." But what they don't know is the largest cult you ever seen in your life. You think KKK is bad? Have you met the military? <laughs> My gosh, that's a lot. That is a lot. Now I see why I didn't go in. <laughs> Made the right choice. Cause damn, like it's it's the same. Like like I said again, I bet two point lot. I feel like with her. She went in because she had nothing to lose. Mm. (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? I feel like some people they go into the military because they don't they don't want to pay for college. That's that's one of the reasons. Mm. But it's very nerve wracking. Mm. It's very very nerve wracking. And it's <laughs> it's like damn, 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 damn. Wow, this this is a lot. Mm-hmm. I I I honestly hope that like this this is an eye opener for some people. Personally, in my opinion, like for you, what what do you want from? Both of these episodes, what do you want from someone understanding this, from your experience? From both of those episodes, I want someone to really think and um, evaluate what they are signing up for. Like for me, as the military, they pay for my education. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, apart from that, and... um veterans loans for a house mm-hmm. I don't think I got anything else out of the military because unless you go active duty you're gonna have to serve more years to retired right unless you go active duty even though employers cannot discriminate against you when they are hiring you mm-hmm. some of them will straight up not hire you because you're gonna be gone every two three weeks for training it's like, why should I hire you when I can hire someone who's going to be here until they decide to take vacation? So I really want people to <laughs> to really think of what they are signing up for. It's not just about becoming a soldier. It's about you losing your freedom. If you sign up for six years, you have to keep your mouth shut. shut. Even after that, you have to really like evaluate what you're putting on the social media. I had a friend. They literally call her and they say, "Hey, you're posting too much, too, too many pictures of you in bikinis. You need to remove them. Hmm. You are signing up your whole life, and you have to really think: Is it worth for someone like me when I do drill? Is it worth the two hundred dollar, the three four hundred dollar I'm getting paid? Hmm. Is it worth my freedom? Some people." They might get a enlistment bonus. Depends on your MOS, the Army. They give you $20,000 for six years. Mm-hmm. You know what that equals to? $7 a day. Wow. Is the military worth seven? Is, like, is your piece worth $7 a day? Or can you just find yourself a job that's going to provide all that? To be honest with you, I would tell a lot of my friends, like, don't do it. If I were to recommend any branch for anyone, I'll tell you, go Air Force. Mm-hmm. Not just because it's easier, but they also care about your mental health. They also care whether you hurt the military, the Army, any other branch apart from Air Force. They'll tell you, suck it up. This is what you signed up for. So really think about it. For the young ones, when you're going to go try to go in the military, you're telling your parents. And if they say, hey, I don't think that's a great idea, really think of that. Because my parents told me it wasn't a good idea. But I still went ahead and signed. Because I was 18. 
<laughs> I was already an adult. <laughs> I, could, I didn't need that permission. Right. And I really wish I, I actually listened. Because <laughs> joining the army was the worst decision I've ever made in my life. So what do you what 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 goes on from from here for you? For me, mm. <laughs> I'm counting down my 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 twelve months. Then <laughs> after my twelve months, I'm hoping because um in the military, the regardless of whatever branch you join, mm-hmm. you have to do eight years contract. Okay. So they have this active years and inactive years. So I have to do six years active. And two years inactive, meaning I'm still kind of over soldier. If World War Three was happening, right. they can just pull me in within the remaining two years and be like, hey, you're going to war. Mm. So I'm praying to God. Nothing happened. I can get out in peace. No blood in my hand. I didn't shoot anyone. I didn't kill anyone. My conscience is still clear, even though I have a little bit of PTSD going on. Right. And then I can go ahead and do me. Create business in third world countries, which the military did not allow you to travel to. Depends. If you're trying to travel in Haiti or even, you know, right. <laughs> somewhere in Africa, they need to give you the clearance to go. You cannot just get up you and go. go. Right. You need to be literally do the clearance and it will be like, hey, I don't think this is a safe place for you to go. You cannot go. Mm-hmm. So I can travel, create things. Outside of the U.S., inside the U.S. And I don't have to be a soldier every three weeks. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to filter what I post through social media. So I'm counting down my 12 months before people will truly know my feelings. Mm-hmm. What I went through. When the next Black Lives Matter thing is happening, you're going to see it all over my social media. I'm going to give people a piece of my mind. Because right now I cannot educate people mm-hmm. while I'm in the military. Because my <laughs> my freedom of speech is limited. So that's what I look forward to from now on. Is there anything that you want to say that you you can say since your speech is limited? Do what What would you like to say right now for the people? One more time. <laughs> well, it's since it was, like since you said that your speech is limited, right? Mm-hmm. What would what will you what would you want to say now that you can say? I feel like I already touched up on a lot of things that I can't really say um, now. I feel like I kind of cover everything. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's more. If more questions were to come, mm-hmm. I will answer. And by all means, if you know anyone who's trying, who, who's thinking about doing it, who's trying to go to the process, they need someone to talk to. Send them my way. No, absolutely. Send them my way. I'll talk to them. I'll lay it out for you. Um, because to be honest, <laughs> to be honest with you, like I feel like I would have been a lot further in life, um, in a sense. But I, I really don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. As of right now, I would tell black people to be honest, stay away from it. Because just because you're in the military doesn't mean you're safe. That's true. <laughs> it really does not mean you're safe. And it's sad. It's really sad. 
because they don't really care about you. You're just there. You're just a pawn in the whole chess game. That's all it is. They're going to be using you and abusing you whenever the opportunity comes. And while they're doing that, they will say, hey, it's not that because you're in the military. It's not that. You are one of us. But they will surely treat you different. So. Um, damn. Well, y'all heard it. I appreciate you, fam, for actually coming on here and really sharing your story, your experience, mm-hmm. and also opening up about your PTSD. Because for sure, a lot of a lot of soldiers, like, I met I met a lady that came into my job, and she she's in the military. She was like, you know, it's not that bad. I'm, you know, I'm fine. But she's she was a white woman, so she was just like, you know, it's not that bad. It's it's really good. You know, blah blah blah. I'm just like, okay. One more thing. The next time you guys talk to a soldier, and they tell you, hey, it's really fine. Keep in mind that they cannot talk about things that's happening to them in the military while they are in. So really ask yourself, are they really fine or are they telling you that? Because right. they cannot tell you how they truly feel. There you go. Because I, I can see in the look <laughs> on your face that you want to say more, but you can't, you know. But I, I feel where you're coming from. I honestly feel where you come from. And honestly, like, I feel bad. I feel bad for anybody that's in the military, personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really do. And, it, and now, now, on some, now on some goofy shit, you feel me? I, I really, truly feel bad. Like, even I feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for you guys. Because it's like, the fact that this is, it, like, I don't know if I told you. I Like, there was one day she came to my house. And she was so scared. Of what? Like... I was, we were joking around and then like, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to like hug her and she pushed back and she pulled back Mm because she thought I was going to swing on her. And I was so confused. I was like, what's wrong with you? And like, she got so scared and she, cause she was like, I hear something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what are you hearing? Like, I felt so bad for her and I started hugging her and I'm like, yo, you're safe, bro. Mm -hmm. You're safe. You're here with me. You know what I mean? And, like, a lot of people don't think that PTSD is real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, shit, I have PTSD. I may not be a soldier, but I have PTSD mm-hmm. with, my, with my own traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you can't... Some people don't understand that that shit is real. You know what I mean? Like, that shit is real life. And some people take that shit as a joke. You know, so I guess I appreciate you for coming on this episode, sharing it, making it a two part, you know what I mean? And actually, like, really having people understand, mm-hmm. like, you know, now, now she's not trying to, you know, if you want to go into the military, go for it. But she's going to let you know from her experience. And this is from her experience. Everybody got their different, <laughs> you know, thing. Some people... Some people are worse than others because even even a cousin of mine from Cali, he he got deployed to mm. to Korea, and I'm telling you that man is not the same. Oh, and yeah. he was in the navy. Oh yeah. So <laughs> he is not the same. <laughs> you know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We know. So 
like it it really honestly makes me sad because I feel like y'all don't have that support. Another side, let me add one more thing. A lot of you guys, if you have friends that is in the military, don't let it be as bad as them reaching out to you. Always reach out. Because if I didn't have my family, I didn't have my friends, mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I would have lost my mind. See, that's why I, I would have lost my mind. That's why I always checked out. Because now. you guys are the one that keep us sane mm -hmm. and grounded. Yeah. Because it takes just that much. Because we go into training, they break you down. They may break you down of all the values that you already had and teach you military values. That's worse. And it's yeah. crazy because I was having um, an interaction with a family member of mine. And they were actually, my cousin was arguing with my mom. Mm -hmm. And they were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And tell me why. For the first time in my life, what came out of my, mind, my mouth was I was like, you better watch out and, and really think of who you're talking to. I automatically went to violence. Mm. I didn't think of, hey, yeah, chill out, let's suck it out. I said, you better watch out who you're talking to. Because you're lucky I didn't go to Haiti because this would have never happened. Mm. I would have shown you who you're talking to. And I said, what? Where did that come from? So when you have your military friend in town, you know that they are in town, just hit him up and be like, hey, let's meet up. Hey, let's talk. Because the worst thing that ever happened to military members is when you go away for training and you come home and you are the one who have to go visit your friends and family. And at some point in your life, we just stop doing that. And then we just adopted a military family that we have. Yeah. And we don't really talk about problems because we don't want our military family members to know, hey, I'm mentally not okay. Because now you're not going to trust me holding a weapon next to you. Mm -hmm. Because I have PTSD. Right. So we just hold it in. And eventually, it comes out. God forbid, it comes out in the wrong way where you kill yourself. Because you cannot take it anymore. So be there as much as you can. Hit them up. Hang out. Even if they're not talking about anything. Mm -hmm. Hey, you want to grab a drink? Hey, you want to come? Hey, I have this thing going on in my, at my house. Hey, let me go work out with you. It takes just literally so little to <laughs> to, to please us or help us out. Or right. It takes very little. Hey, I, I just got this drink. I want to come to your house and drop something for you. Even if it was water or an empty bottle. We'll be like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, thanks. So reach out as much as you can. Help us stay alive. <laughs> help us stay sane. <laughs> please. Man, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it, man. Oh, my goodness. Like I said, I appreciate you. And I hope, honestly, like somebody, this this helps someone and somebody understands that, you know, this, this is actually real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, like, the military ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? So, I, like I said, I appreciate you full-fledged, for real, for real. Mm -hmm.